Hi, welcome back to episode 457 of our podcast, The Love You Have for the Hate You Give, live from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Benjamin Counter, back with our show's producer, Frederick Mann. It's good to be back, Benny. I'm super duper excited about today's topic and our special guest. Me too, Freddie. So to start us off, I want to introduce our special guest, Jan Parody. Thanks, Benjamin. I'm ecstatic about being here. Why don't you tell the listeners more about yourself, Jane? Well, with a PhD in biodegradable substances from the University of Guadalajara, I have such a passion for all things biodegradable. Did you know plastic is very bad for the environment? I also took the liberty of inviting my only special guest to our show today. Everyone, please welcome Miss Grace Graham. Uh, please refer to me by my street name, the Big G. Uh, Frederick, who is this? Well, I found her down on the street in the corner of Doofenshmirtz. I thought she could provide some helpful insight to our topic today. Fair enough. Well, I asked you all here today because I I recently finished reading the novel The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. And I gotta say, the heavy themes and topics the book dealt with were a real eye-opener, especially the themes about belonging. The novel opens up with lines, with the lines, I'm not even sure I belong at this party. There are just some places where it's not enough to be me, either version of me. And I guess I wanted to know, Big G, if, as a member of the homeless community, have you ever felt like you don't belong anywhere? Well, Benny, growing up on the streets has been tough. My whole life, I've bounced around between the dangerous streets of LA and a couple of homeless shelters. I've never had a solid roof over my head. It's hard not having a place to come home to every night. So how does that make you feel? What about now? Do you feel as though you belong somewhere now? Well, I've been asking myself this my whole life. Where do I belong? Do I belong to the streets? Do I belong to the park benches that I've slept on? The makeshift houses I've built? Well, after a hundred years of living, I think I can finally answer that question. I belong to the people that I've met along the way. I belong to the community of other homeless people and to the struggles that we've all gone through together. This may not be the most traditional answer. Most people would say that they belong to their families or maybe, or maybe a club that they're a part of at school. However, living without all these things has taught me that a sense of belonging is all about where you feel supported and embraced for being yourself. Interesting. That reminds me of a TED talk I watched the other day titled, Where is Home? by Pico Ayer. Mr. Ayer grew up in a blend of cultures, leading him to feel as though he did not belong to a single place. In his presentation, Mr. Ayer claimed that nowadays, at least some of us can choose our sense of home, create our sense of community, fashion our sense of self, and in so doing, maybe step a little beyond. I believe your situation exemplifies this theory in that you were able to create your sense of home based on your life. Yeah, I also think that everyone's sense of belonging differs based on their individual personalities, but that once we find where we belong, that we all have the generally same idea about what it means. As the youngest of three sisters, I have built a sense of belonging in them, as we have many of the same interests, and because they have always accepted my beliefs and my differences. However, I also believe that blood relatives can fail to provide us with a sense of family. Like, I have always felt out of place with my extended family because they have always made judgments about me and have never truly accepted me. So, family truly is all relative to who accepts you for you. Sam Jan, on the streets, you have to find your gang who supports you. For example, in my 70s, I was hanging around a pretty sketchy group. They were always making me do things I didn't want to do. Now, finally, at the ripe young age of 100, I can, fi- I can finally say I found my people. I feel like I can be myself, just like Jan. Just thought I'd throw that in. 
Nobody asked you, Jan or Big G. Anyways, Jan, since you like talking today, what does it mean to you to belong somewhere? Are the characteristics to fit? Do you just know? Okay, well, I had also read an article called Proof There's Nothing Quite Like a Sibling Bond, and the author actually said almost exactly what I feel with my sisters. She said that her and her brother had created one of the most balanced relationships she'd ever experienced because they learned to accept each other and their differences from a very young age. I see this as very strong evidence that a sense of home and family comes from people who accept us, whether they're a sibling or not. It's ultimately about who you can feel comfortable around, who you turn to when things go sideways, who is able to love the annoying things about you, and who supports your decisions and goals. They have to be there for you in everything in order to be your family or give you a place to call home. Interesting. To tie, back, to tie that back into the novel, Star kind of felt like she belonged in two places. In the novel, Star says, I just have to be normal Star and normal Williamson and have a normal day, but also takes pride in rebuilding her neighborhood at Garden Heights at the end. This brings me to the question, can you have multiple homes? Star definitely feels like she has multiple homes, one in Garden Heights and one at Williamson. So Freddie, what do you think about all this? Well, it's funny you should ask, Benny, because our TED Talk that I previously mentioned discusses this idea of having multiple homes in great depth. In his presentation, Where is Home?, Pico Ayer talked about his background, having been born from parents that were 100% Indian, born in England where he raised his, where he received his undergraduate education, followed by him moving to the United States where he would buy a house and find a job. Mr. Ayer unquestionably had a variety of places that one might consider home, and later in life, he arrived at the conclusion that you most definitely can have a variety of homes, depending on your consideration of what a home is. I had actually watched that presentation too, Frederick, and I also recall that, P that Mr. Ayer says that the multicultural kids he works with have one home associated with their parents, but another associated with their partners, a third connected, maybe with the place they dream of going. And for them, home is a work in progress. His argument is that the idea of what a home is is not necessarily restrictive, but, but rather liberating, because it allows the individual to choose the places and people they consider to be their home. I agree with that, because I have multiple homes too, with many different groups, and have found support from so many diverse groups of people. So I think that we have all come to the conclusion that home can be, but rarely is, a building. And that a family is made up of people who accept you unconditionally. I was kind of hoping that a conversation would hit people who maybe felt as though they don't have a home because they don't have a strong blood family or an expensive roof over their heads. And I definitely think that we accomplished that today. I would love to continue this conversation further with all of you, but unfortunately, we have run out of time for the day. Frederick, it has been a pleasure as always, and the big G, well, take care. And Jan, please leave and never come back. Thank you all for listening. It was a pleasure. Thank you all for listening to our podcast today. I look forward to coming back onto the air to discuss our next surprise topic. Until then, Los Angeles, this is Benjamin Counter signing out. Yeah. What? <laughs> what did I say?